Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Peter. We're back, Mark. We are very definitely back. We were so far ahead, and then it, we sort of didn't record for a few weeks, and now we're not so far ahead. This is going... Uh, we are recording this probably, what, seven days before it goes out? About as close as we've ever been. Yeah. I'm getting a bit anxious. My fingernails hurt. We have never, ever been this close. This is bad <laughs> preparation. <laughs> and but also, we're in, we're in the smaller studio as well. We, we could are. possibly be in. I'm really at a funny angle as well I'm, <laughs> I'm trying not to lean too closely uh, one good thing's come out of this right it's time it's time to pay our respects oh, to Vader Vader died today he passed away at 63 um, a, a huge star in, in WCW in the early 90s yeah uh, didn't have a great WWF run slightly because of in, internal politics with uh, a gentleman we'll be talking about later in this Wrestlemania oh. uh, Shawn Michaels who okay. uh, this is the period where he begins his uh, attempt to be the world's shittiest human being <laughs> <laughs> and succeeds yay I actually saw Vader's last ever match. Did you? Yeah, it was in York Hall in Bethnal Green for a Revolution Pro Wrestling. Ah. Uh, he'd said some stuff on the internet about uh, Will Ospreay, about your a dad liar. <laughs> <laughs> and I went down to kick his ass. <laughs> 60 year old ass. I killed Vader. <laughs> um, he is now being much too stiff uh, up in heaven with, <laughs> with my nana and my dog. Um, and moaning actually about all the angels with their wings doing flying moves. That's what he hated. What, he, he didn't had, like people doing flying moves? He had a big thing in, in, in his later sort of retirement era right. where he criticised... <laughs> attitude era, retirement <laughs> era, I like that. Yeah, he very much went into retirement era. <laughs> he, um, he, he did a, 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 a big criticism of mm. Will Ospreay, who is a young British high flyer, works right. in New Japan. Yeah. Uh, one of the great flyers of our time. Mm. Also, one of the great not-going-to-have-a-long-career wrestlers of our time. Right, OK. He's, uh, he's uh, a man who, who certainly is willing to take risks uh, with his neck that, that probably... <laughs> In any other circumstance. Flyboy becomes cryboy. <laughs> Very easily, I find. You should be working for the Daily Star. <laughs> um, he, he just basically, if, if you were hit by a car and you yeah. damaged your neck once, you'd go, well, that was a life-changing thing. Mm. He pretty much does it every other evening. And he's sort of like getting on. Uh, but Vader had, had had a big thing about a match he'd had with um, Ricochet. Right. Ricochet at the time was an independent wrestler. He's now in NXT. And okay. Vader hated the fact that they were doing gymnastics. And he said they yeah. didn't look like they were trying to win the match. 
match. They were just sort of showing off, and it made a mockery of wrestling. Well, if you're wrestling with Vader, now I'm not massively familiar with Vader. I don't. He didn't, wasn't in a WrestleMania that I've seen yet, has he? He will was be he? coming up in some. He'll yeah, coming but in some. He had but a he's terrible a, WWF. He's run. a gigantic big man. He's a big man, isn't he? he? Is, so yeah. like, he ain't going to be doing any high flying. He is going to look a little bit more uh, committed. One of the few, he was one of the first really big guys, apart from Bam Bam Bigelow, who did the moonsault. Uh, he What's was, the moonsault? Uh, the moonsault is where you do a backward somersault off the top a turnbuckle and then you land on someone. That's pretty. Um, that's pretty fly, his, high flying, isn't it? It is. But oh my Bit god, rich. his matches in Japan in the early nineties are fantastic. Mm. They are just astonishing. He's really sort of stiff. He had some incredible matches with Cactus Jack, uh, Mick Foley, and WCW. Right. Uh, and he was just a really, really. He was known for being stiff. So if you worked okay. with him, he'd beat you up quite badly. And that's why his <laughs> matches looked great. Um, <laughs> because people were getting genuinely hurt. But he did this one, and he must have been. It was two years. Ago, so he would have been about 60 or 61. Yeah. And he did this match at Revolution Pro. And he had, <laughs> I mean, basically one. Uh, reason for doing it, and that was to beat Will Ospreay, <laughs> the, the world's hottest wrestler. Right. Uh, he did it. He struggled so badly. You wanted to will him on and go, can he have one last hurrah? No. Mm. He was using the like the ropes to get up, and he was like a big baby toddler crawling around. It was a sad way to go out. Yeah. Uh, but it was even sadder that he refused to do a job. He wouldn't lose. No. So he ended up having to go over with Will, will Ospreay. Will Ospreay was furious about it. Refused to, you know, uh, he. he can look online he really really hated having to do that how did that match end then so how did he he refuses to go over so then what happened well well no he refused to lose so yes. so vader ends up doing some kind of shitty looking power bomb a thing that actually even if you're quite old it should be quite easy to do <laughs> with someone as light as will osprey he couldn't <laughs> do it it was just a it was such a fucking mess i liked his i, I did like from what i've seen from vader i liked his um funny kind of uh uh, Night King, uh, kind of, I don't know what you call it, like a yeah. hat. He, with, he has a, with, with shoulders built in. It's a sort of mask, a big, yeah. huge plastic mask. You don't see a lot of that. Funnily enough, that gimmick with the big plastic mask in Japan was mm. originally developed, I believe, for the Ultimate Warrior. Is that right? That they wanted to, to bring him over. I, that, that might be shit and misremembered. Right. But there was someone That's very never big. stopped us before. <laughs> no. all, all I do is, if people point out on Twitter, the easiest thing to do is just ignore it. I said, <laughs> for example that Tito Santana was the only wrestler who'd been in Wrestlemania's 1 through 9 yeah. I forgot it's such an easy mistake to make because the only other person who's done it is a wrestler called Hulk Hogan don't know <laughs> <laughs> who that is that um, what I like about you like, wake up in the middle of the night going oh shit uh, whereas I um, very much like Will Ospreay not really bothered about what happens on the ground we actually I'm very much like what as a wrestler ever had two heads that's what I'm concerned we, we could actually do a very convincing <laughs> Halloween costume of Will Ospreay and Vader. It would be really good. It would be excellent. We'd have to shave you. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, obviously you'd be Will Ospreay. <laughs> I don't know what Will Ospreay looks like. Don't looks hurt like. my neck. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so sad news uh, for Vader. I mean, yes. it's, again, for well, Vader. Well, well, it's very sad news for <laughs> Vader. He's no longer alive. And he'll be missing this podcast. Yeah. Uh, now he's dead, it's worth saying this was one of his favourite podcasts and he never missed an episode. It, that's what exactly what he said that's why we've only just mentioned him because it would have been gauche absolutely to mention it otherwise absolutely and if yeah. any of his family are listening <laughs> oh <my laughs> i mean don't sue us that was just a bit of fun it's wasn't not it? worth it is it come on you've got other things to worry I about know, you gotta bury your dad <laughs> uh, right anyway <laughs> so big as well um we went to some wrestling 
yeah, together. Yes, we did. We hang out socially sometimes. Yes, <laughs> we went to see Ring of Honor at Crystal it, Palace. It was really good. Wasn't it? I was the only man dressed not in a black t-shirt. I know. I was the only man dressed in a linen jacket, <laughs> and I was the only man drinking wine, <laughs> red wine, all day. That was a weird choice of drink, because it, it was a very was hot sports centre. Very hot sports centre. Uh, by the end of the show, I lost my sunglasses, because I'd done a forward roll, because I got so excited because of the wrestling. <laughs> and I also lost my bank card as well. Oh, did you? So, because I was, uh, as we came out, we were so excited by the wrestling. Exactly what you think kids might do after they've been to the wrestling. Yeah. I did a forward roll, lost my spectacles and also my credit card. Oh, so, that's um, a nightmare. I got, I got told off for being sexist. Oh, well, he, we, oh th- that guy behind us. Yeah. That guy was being such a dick. I know. He didn't like you vaping either. No, he didn't. He didn't. And no. I, I, I thought oh, because he if... was so right on, I thought he'd be like, well, vaping, that's uh, very much in my wheelhouse. <laughs> uh, what are you vaping there, dude? Uh, but no. <laughs> but the sexism came from the fact that I said, oh, wow, Brandy Rod's really beautiful. And And, and I said, oh, well, we follow her on Twitter. I said, you know, there are some snaps there where she's even more beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) We are disgusting thinking about it. But that wasn't that sexist. No. Saying she was beautiful. She was beautiful. Uh, Her shoulder. The chap behind me began going, I think it's... Didn't, didn't, like, tap. Just joined in. Stop earwigging, mate, eh? (laughs) (laughs) B, don't be a knob. And And, and also, he's paid his money to see one of the Briscoe brothers, who is notably (laughs) almost violently homophobic on Twitter. Absolutely, yeah. He's, uh, I think the the Briscoe brothers. Uh, I only saw one of them wrestle. Yeah. I think he is the most frightening man. You talk about the guys that can pop people's eyes in in WWE in the in the eighties and the nineties. Yeah. I think that man is disgusting and big, and he frightens me. And he probably would be able to run a combine harvester over me. I, I agree. He is. He is in in uh, outside wrestling. Mm. He uh, his family own a huge chicken. I say farm. It's not really a farm, is it? It's one of those things where they get big enough chickens. and then they're just. Murdered, and he's a bit <laughs> like Leatherface from Texas yeah. Chainsaw. He shambles and he sort of greasy sways hair, and kind of half dread, uh, half, yeah. and his eyes are really oh, man. frightening. They're really frightening, and uh, man, so. And the guy behind, he just sort of, he just, he just sort of did that thing of talking so that you can hear. He was notably on his own because, I mean, why would you be friends with him? <laughs> and, uh, he just said, "I think it's actually very uh, disappointing in this day and age, the uh, casual sexism that uh, some wrestling fans uh, display." And I thought, "Well, no, it's not casual sexism." But I did, I did have that thing of going, "God, he wouldn't like me either because I'm the sort of bloke who I, I really wanted to pull his eye out." <laughs> 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 Terrible. We had fun though. It was, it, you know what? It was. Um, I got a bit sad because I drank a lot of wine. Yeah. Uh, when Cody Rhodes came out, because um, his dad's not with us anymore. No, I really no. liked his dad, and yeah. and I'm experiencing his father for the first time. Um, and then I go and see him wrestle, and it's like, oh yeah. But then I liked it when everyone was shouting. Um, are you in and all that? Yeah, like, all are in. you all in? Yeah, are you big, all in? Big, uh, I, I, do you know what? I, there is a funny thing. We've been doing this podcast for a while now, yes. and people do like this podcast. You know, it's, we, we're really appreciative of that. Mm. And uh, one of the things I've noticed over the last couple of months is they've been doing this slight thing where they're having a a, a fan thing before this great big show called All In, right. and they're announcing which uh, podcasts are being recorded sort of the day before as part of this big fan thing. <laughs> okay, and I really watched that, and I thought. I hope Pete's hiding this for a 
from me. <laughs> I hope we're going to Chicago to uh, do an episode of this. Yeah. Uh, I've been to Chicago before. We could pretend we were there. We could just sit outside and do it. <laughs> yeah, that way Vader's family can finally track us down. and <laughs> will know exactly where we are <laughs> and where we're recording. Uh, but it was good. And uh, I have only ever seen a couple of uh, wrestling matches live. Uh, this one, I was a lot closer uh, and it was a lot quieter at times. Mm. And good Christ, that looks like it's painful. Oh, In every Every bump, every fall onto the mat. Oh, my word. Uh, you, you, only, it looks uh, horrible. Only when you're that close do you really sort of go, yeah, this is a proper thing, isn't it? <laughs> I, I think it's easy to watch some of like the WrestleManias and go, yeah. well, if I was told what I had to do, I could probably fudge my way through this and no one would know. Uh, and you watch that and you go, gosh, every single bit of it looks impossibly difficult. It's just, why is nobody just going, I'm winded. <laughs> I'm just always being winded. How can I stop this? Imagine someone says to you, you have to get on the floor and get up for 20 minutes. <laughs> and you just to do that and there'll be someone who's dancing around you who's going to be hitting you and you have to flop around. Around and I, I, it's just the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> I was really pleased. I watched the um, the stream of of that event. On, okay, yeah, on yeah, Ring yeah, of yeah. Because they were sort of broadcasting it live, weren't they? Which is very yeah, exciting. Yeah, and uh, I mean, streaming services have made all these things. You know, there's, mm. there's an extra revenue stream when you come to the UK that mm. there wasn't before, and so you can go and see things like Ring of Honor in quite yeah. a small venue mm. because they can make it pay in other ways. Right. And I was very pleased that the one shot of the two of us uh, in the back of, of shot was during a match with Tennille Dashwood where she really fucks up something <laughs> and she does a sort of double stamp and everyone sort of just flops over mm. and you can see the two of us suddenly lean into each other and titter. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestle me. Yes. Oh, yeah, being rude to wrestlers <laughs> since we began. Mm. Um, but actually, weirdly... As we start WrestleMania 10, I don't think we're going to be that rude about the wrestlers. Uh, what do you mean? As in... It's a really good WrestleMania. It's a really good WrestleMania. It certainly starts very well. Doesn't it, just? The only disappointment in the wrestling, I think... It's very short again. Yep. Uh, there's very little um, fat, massively trimmed back. Yep. Um, uh, the only thing that sucks is um, the fact that Vincent Mann's on commentary. I didn't I enjoy know. him in the bit at all. I know. I was actually having a look as to why this had happened. Because yeah. if you remember last WrestleMania He was just WrestleMania not involved, 9, was he? He just wasn't asked. No. And, and WrestleMania 9, they have Jim Ross. Yes. They bring Jim Ross over from WCW, and mm. he, he gives it a sort of more of a sports feel. Mm. And uh, what happened before this WrestleMania is, is Vince basically really wanted Jim Ross to start wearing a cowboy hat and being like a character. Okay. And Jim Ross fought this really hard. Mm. And then a month before WrestleMania, he got uh, Bell's palsy, which is a paralysis of the of face. The face yeah. He's had a recurring <clears throat> bout of this ever since, really. Right. And so they fired him. <laughs> <laughs> right, I didn't see that on coming. I mean, no. like, so he... So they just they just kicked him out. And so Vince stepped in. And <laughs> Vince at this time, again, oh, we've talked about this on the previous things. Vince has pretty much found out about three months ago that the initial investigation <laughs> done by this grand jury into whether he is distributing steroids and can be done for conspiracy, mm. um, they've decided they're going to go ahead with a case. Okay, so he's in all kinds of great moods. <laughs> yep, so he knows that in two months or so, he is going to be facing a trial that carries a hefty prison sentence if he's found guilty. Oh dear. Um, so uh, it's, it's a funny one because what he's done here is this WrestleMania is also about they've stripped out everyone on steroids. Yes. Okay. Everyone looks pretty lean and, and mm. tight and fast and all the big muscle men have gone. Yeah. And what that means is you get people who can wrestle. Yeah. So it was really good. I mean, the... Um 
he because Vince starts the whole show. It's Madison Square Gardens. It's a lot yeah. more intimate. Uh, it's not um, like last time. It was uh, you know an, under, under a sky. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was it was the world's biggest toga party, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, uh, it is more intimate. Um, there's 18,000 people. It's also the site of the first WrestleMania. So they've right. returned there after 10 years. Ah. And this is really one of the first times in WWF where they begin <clears throat> saying, we actually have a history and yes. a heritage. Yeah. They've always been really funny about the, her- the heritage of, of the sport until this point. Mm. And then they start going, maybe it's okay to show some of the old WrestleManias and yes. celebrate it a bit. And they coin this phrase, WrestleMania moments, which mm. you then hear throughout WrestleMania's history. Yeah. Um, but one of the things they do really, really clearly is all of the moments they show, none of them have Hulk Hogan in. Right, okay. Hulk for that Hogan, reason. they know, is going to be brought up in this trial. Mm. And there's every chance that if he says, Vince McMahon supplied me with steroids, that Vince is going to go away. So they are distancing themselves from Hulk Hogan in yep. every conceivable way. They show a couple of tiny clips of him in a package about Yokozuna, but he's just being squashed and you barely see his face. Mm. But So all their great WrestleMania moments are non-Hulk Hogan Isn't that weird? Moments. Because he was... WrestleMania for the whole thing. He's, pretty much. He's he the, was the he's one. He's the main event in every WrestleMania. How do they hide apart him? Apart from four, yeah, you know, number four. But then they just they just have to get rid of him. And it's a funny thing they begin celebrating their history with the tenth year anniversary thing at a time when they don't want to talk about a big part of their history. Yeah, which is all the big lads. Ah. Who are illegally on steroids? Well, they um, so uh, between every match, pretty much, isn't it? There's a, there's a clip of uh, like starting at one and ending at nine. Uh, yeah. What was happening in each one? So there's a bit of Andre the Giant, a bit of um, not even you don't see a lot of Roddy Piper to be honest. I seem to recall, isn't it? No, no. no. I mean, it's quite funny. Roddy Piper does make a surprise <laughs> appearance here mm. as the referee, mm. and earlier, uh, so last year in 1993, he's actually been in the. Dr. Zahorian trial, which starts all this uh, big steroids case against Vince McMahon. And Roddy Piper is one of the people who ends up having to be on the witness box, and he mm. admits he got steroids from Dr. Zahorian. Okay. He does a weird performance where he's slightly out of it, and it's a funny thing where instead of going, ah, he's admitted taking steroids, I'm facing this grand jury, Vince McMahon brings him back in. Mm. And it's an, a funny thing, Vince McMahon over the years has fallen out or had problems with so many wrestlers yeah. and he always ends up bringing them back mm. apart from Macho Man Randy Savage that one is never brought back no. until after he dies they can then celebrate him again but mm. for some reason Vince has a personal thing with, with, with Randy that he never can bring him back something but, we edit out of the show well if we had to <laughs> <laughs> because if the rumours are to, believe, uh, to be believed uh, it, it can only end with us losing a lot of money and possessions but we might get invited to the uh, all in <laughs> Party because that's very much not part of it. <laughs> yeah, the um, uh, uh, it's it's the nicest thing I think about that WrestleMania memories thing mm. is it's voiced over by Gorilla. Yes, I love to hear Gorilla yes. Monsoon. He's back. So, um, since actually since we've um since we did the last episode, um, Bobby the Brain Heenan, uh, his um. I didn't realise how he died. Yeah. And the pictures of him and also um, Lord Alfred Hayes. I I, I was obsessed with... um Lord Alfred Hayes, customised Lord Alfred Hayes uh, figures yeah. that people have made. <laughs> so, there's about three or four people who have had a, who have had a crack at it. Yeah. Each one inaccurate in every way, <laughs> but if you sort of come out, somehow sort of combine them together, it would look all right. Yeah. 
And also, uh, Bobby the Ren Heenan's, uh, kind of, you know, months from death kind of pictures. Yeah, he, he, he had, he uh, looks, because he, he was such a big guy. Cancer of the, uh, of the, of the throat or yes. jaw, and then I yeah. think both. And they just sort of got rid of They were taking out as much bone as they could. Mm. And it was really sad that someone who, who really made their living as well by being so eloquent. Yeah. He was robbed of yeah. his ability to speak. And I, uh, and I was, and because I'm experiencing these people for the first time, and I'm like, sort of like, they're very much part of my weekly life. Mm. To see those pictures, I was like, oh, yeah. cancer. I know cancer's a, an absolute, you know, C word, but oh, Jesus, Absolutely. that is obscene. Worth worth pointing out as well that with the, uh, the 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 glossing of the Ultimate Warrior after his death, mm. he was uh, he said some horrible things about Bobby Heenan deserving cancer. Okay, you right. see the photos of Bobby Heenan. A, no one deserves that. Who 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 does? Yeah, and, and B, what a horrible, ironic place for it to attack. Someone who was so good yeah. at talking and yeah. so good on the mic. And you see those photographs. And the other thing about him, of course, is the, the life of a wrestler. Quite a lot of it, when you retire, you have no income stream. Mm. So what you do is you end up going to conventions. Yeah. And seeing him at those conventions with that, abs- that face which is halved by yeah. the surgeries he's had to try and stop that cancer, mm. it must have been a very... Or it must have been awful for him to see people approach and be visibly startled by how he looked. But having to do it simply because, you know... That's, you, you that's how you make your money. Yeah, and yeah. you don't have any health insurance because yeah. of the job that you've had for yeah. the last so how and, many and years. You, and you live in a country where, where you know, medicine, medicine is extremely expensive. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, horrible. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. Yeah, Poor sorry for bringing that up, but it's just, it was just something that I experienced uh, in the last couple of weeks that made me go, oh, yeah. I was... Very much in the headspace that he would, you know, died like every other wrestler one of the things, in a car crash. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things to remember, Pete, is that every story in wrestling is ultimately deeply sad. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, so Vincent Mann starts this show um, with his dreadful, dreadful... Screaming, come to New York City! Yeah. Like, and then he goes back to a normal voice when he's doing his uh, commentary. He's yeah. not very good at calling things, I think. No, he isn't. I think he has a, a thing as well. Tell the story, don't explain the moves. Yes. Which is a very Vince McMahon thing. Okay. Even today, he sits there at the back with a, 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 a talk back right. to the commentators. And sometimes you hear them say stuff that sounds crap. And usually, that's a Vince line that right. they have to use. He's very keen on tell them the story and the passion, but I, I don't care about the moves. Right. And Actually, it's nice to hear the movies. It makes it seem like sport. Um, yeah. The, the, the other thing, just to explain here, when you brought up Heenan as well, why is Heenan not there? Mm. WCW, the big competitors, are suddenly beginning to pick up a bit of speed. Mm. They've had a terrible 1993. They've lost $28 million that year. And Ted Turner, who is the owner of WCW and yeah. a huge amount of, of um, channels, mm. uh, TV channels, he begins taking more of an interest in WCW. And right. I think he sees Vince on the ropes with this trial. Mm. And says, if Vince goes under, we're going to be able to take over. Yeah. So Ted Turner begins opening a checkbook. And with uh, a guy called Eric Bischoff, who was a commentator and becomes more of a sort of booker, mm. he begins building WCW. Right. So Ric Flair leaves the WWF because he's been moved out of the main event position. Okay. And he and Vince had an agreement that if he ever felt like he wasn't in the big matches, mm. he was free to go. So Vince, uh, so, so Vince lets Ric Flair go back to WCW. Okay. Bobby Heenan gets fired because he's too old really to be on screen is Vince's idea. Mm. He goes to WCW. They begin picking up a mix of 
ex-WWF performers mm. and newer people who are raw and who are good. So think people like uh, stunning Steve Austin, right? who later, of course, becomes the industry's biggest star of all time. Okay. They've got a good mix of people. And what happens is, because Hogan is on the skids with WWF, they begin thinking maybe we could get Hogan. And if Let's we can land get him. Hogan, this could be a game changer. Wow. Uh, so they have, their 1994 is a transitionary year. But in the middle of the year, so after WrestleMania, they do get Hogan. And this year they break even. And then in 1995 onwards, they go stratospherically big. Isn't that incredible though? Like kind of, because if you take Hogan... You're not necessarily taking his baggage because his baggage is so. Um, it, 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 WWF. It, yeah, it's WWF, isn't yeah. it? It's Vince McMahon. So, it, like, when you take him, you're almost taking a clean product. There was a funny thing which we don't have anymore, well, which like is the steroids that jumping between WCW and WWF was a really exciting thing. So, mm. someone like Jake Roberts, who could be slightly, he'd come to the end of his run in WWF. Mm. When he went to WCW, he became the hottest heel in the world. Yeah, and so just that jump could freshen someone up, mm. and it did it with Hogan. Hogan really moved the needle in '94 when he jumped. They all thought in the WWF he was damaged, he was over. Mm. People wanted to move on. This whole era is called the New Generation era. They really sort of went, it's Bret Hart, it's Shawn Michaels. Yeah. What they didn't realise is that wrestling is all about characters and there's always a lot of mileage in characters, even if they aren't fresh. Yeah. Um, the other big name who, who was thinking of jumping to WCW at this time was Shawn Michaels, right. who in 1993, and we'll talk about this in the ladder match, but he failed a steroid test. Right. He's always claimed that he didn't take steroids on that occasion. He says yeah. he's done it before. It's a funny lie to maintain if you admit to doing everything else, but just that time you say, no, I got caught and I shouldn't have been. Mm. But he was very, very close to going to WCW in uh, late 93. Okay. Had he done that, that would have been a very interesting thing because the WWF would have lost one of their key players for the next five years. Mm. I mean, it is one of those sort of jokey sort of things where, you, where we all sort of go, oh, look, you know, um, the WWF at this moment is very is cleaning up its act, et cetera, et cetera. Like, these guys are still gigantic men who can't get that big without help. It's yeah. just one of those things, you just can't get that big. The other thing that happens here is they do, some of them, take stop taking steroids, mm. but what happens is they all start taking the same amount or more of recreational drugs. Right. So pills in this era. This is really why the mid-90s there are so many dead young wrestlers, mm. and it's all to do with uh, painkillers and mm. somas and nubane and things like that, where everyone is just popping these pills to get buzzed to get sort of mellow mm. to come down to go up and everything and so people are still dying right. they've taken away the steroids but they're taking something else which is also equally mm. fucking terrible <laughs> Jeez. it would have been a great time to be in it <laughs> <laughs> oh the uh, uh the 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 sing song is uh, little richard Oh. Speaking of um, changing your body for re with um, doctor's <laughs> help. <laughs> he lip syncs this. Yeah. Because there are a whole load. He does a sort of jazzed up version mm. of uh, America the Beautiful. Yeah. And he obviously doesn't quite remember how he jazzed it up when he recorded it. <laughs> and there are some bits where he his mouth goes in a different direction to what the song is doing and his eyes go wide. He really goes, ah, yeah. this is like a nightmare. Well, I thought I thought he wasn't lip-syncing it because I, I, the WrestleManias um, of the past have always been uh, Mike, Mike's not working, yeah. Mike's looking a little bit out of sync. I always just think, oh, they just recorded it wrong. <laughs> Isn't that great that I will give Vincent Marr the benefit of the doubt for being shit <laughs> rather than Little Richard um, doing... 
some, there's uh, a really good bit where he really noodles in the song and it starts going, face, face, and he just goes, I'm fucked on this. And he goes, I'm just going to put my hand over my mouth. I won't see it. Done. Gone safe now. Because <laughs> the whole ring is surrounded by like gospel singers, aren't they? Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. What Which... I liked in the middle of this uh, performance is, though, uh, someone's got a sign up, a big, big sign, just saying, thanks, Kev. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's says, thanks, Kev. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Don't start! Talking of Kev, which is a very white name, for New York in 1994, <laughs> I didn't see a single person of anything other than straight hetero-whiteness in the uh, crowd. Uh, there was quite a lot of Asian-Americans, I, I seem to recall, at the start. Uh-huh. But then they disappear, and I don't know what happened. They all come together to form Yokozuna. <laughs> <laughs> they run at each other really fast. <laughs> they get interviewed, like at WrestleMania 9, by a racist Todd Bettengill. <laughs> oh, God. He doesn't appear at any point, does he? I can't yeah. remember. Now. Yes, he does those little segments with Donald Trump. Oh, not Donald uh, sorry, Trump. Um, does those segments with Bill Clinton? He does. Yeah, he's quite reserved though this time around. I remember he's been taught a, sh- a fat mouth. <laughs> but he, um, yeah, yeah I, I, I did like the way that this whole started because it actually starts the way that Little Richard has jazzed this up is mm. that he's very reserved and very quiet. You know, he almost whispers his way through the first through bar- few bars. Yeah, and it's like a weird dream, like a <laughs> weird wrestling based dream where Little Richard. Thought of going, and he's sort of waxy as well. Oh, he looks waxy. Just, if you oh, took he away looks waxy. The crowd, and you just had him creeping through a field. That's the fr- most frightening thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was really disgusting. And then one of the Briscoe brothers turns up, <laughs> <laughs> runs begin, him over with a they tractor. Begin, they begin just kissing or <laughs> uh, 
God, <laughs> repulsive. I hate the Briscoe brothers. <laughs> you really do hate the Briscoe brothers, I think, don't, I you? don't they It's the one of the first wrestlers I've seen <laughs> in real life where I went, that's horrible. I don't want to see that again. It's disgusting. He's horrible. <laughs> like Frightening. The Threatening. Their, their, their gimmick isn't even being disgusting <laughs> or threatening. It's just there's something about them. You go, oh, really horrible. <laughs> but, oh. Who are the two little the two little chaps uh, who were like, um, they're a bit twinky. They were like, you, oh, they were the, like, the boys. The boys. So Dalton Castles, the boys. The boys. The boys. They're, de- they're definitely fucking, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> those, guys are, those guys are definitely having a little kiss after them. <laughs> The boys! No, they don't. The Briscoes do. Oh. <laughs> with, their, ah. with their soft brown teeth. <laughs> Looks like we're going to have some kissing. <laughs> oh. the, the, the sound of all the chickens being murdered. Oh, I really enjoyed that show. I want to I want to see Ring of Honor again, or whoever's involved in that. It was, yeah. really, it was a nice mix of uh, mad shit and good <laughs> shit. I, 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 just uh, totally off topic. Well, I don't want to say off topic. It's fucking wrestling, so um, <laughs> it couldn't really be more on topic. The podcast called Wrestle Me. <laughs> Um, I, I went to see NXT last night, and okay. big thing they've done uh, now is say we're going to start NXT UK. Oh, so th- this is the one at uh, was it Albert Hall? It was, yeah. Right. So I went to the second night, and yeah. it was phenomenally good. Right, um, a mix of the NXT stars and mm. uh, UK stars. Okay, some of whom are already in NXT, but all of them have signed WWE contracts, mm. and. Part of this is something really interesting, which I haven't really seen people talking about, and I'm a bit surprised. But in the 80s, Vince McMahon with WWF decided to go national, and he right. began buying up all the territories. And basically, he got all the stars, and you you couldn't really compete against him because he had all the big names. And that's what they're doing in the UK. So mm. for the last few years, the UK has had a real resurgence in wrestling. We've got people like Progress and RevPro and uh, IPW yeah. um, doing really, really well. By signing WWE contracts, the talent has been told, you can only wrestle for us and the people that we work with. Mm. So some of the federations, like Progress, have signed a deal with the WWE to work together. Others, like RevPro, have decided not to. And they haven't signed that deal because RevPro, for example, they deal very closely with New Japan. And WWE have said, you can't have both. You can't work with New Japan and us. So RevPro are now... Absolutely, all the talent that they've used for a lot of the years, about 50% of it, all the homegrown talent, can't wrestle for them. Okay. So there's there's a, a bit of a sort of hostile takeover. Mm. This is happening because ITV have announced they're going to be doing a World of Sport show. Yeah. So WWE have now gone, well, this is a market we need to dominate and mm. we need to take. So it's being portrayed as being, isn't this an exciting time to be in British wrestling? It is. It's not an exciting time to be a British wrestling promoter because suddenly all the people that you could have used... You can no use. longer use. Yeah. Right. So you've basically lost probably the top, what, 30 British wrestlers mm. in the country are just now out, out of your reach. Right, okay. So it's going to be an interesting thing to see what happens, to see whether this will encourage wrestling in Britain or whether it will slightly strangle it. I, right. I, I'm, I must admit I'm a little bit worried. Okay. A little mm. bit worried about it. So just wanted to have a little go at that. The NXT show was really good. <laughs> 75 quid a ticket. Bloody hell. I know. The Albert Hall, how, is, how big is the Albert Hall? It's about 3,000 people, I think. Yes, oh, well, I guess it's not that many. It's, no, no, no. And it was, t- the second night was pretty busy. They, they mm. scheduled the first one, uh, the first night, oh, it was the Monday, which was England, Tunisia. Right. And that really thumped them. That was, yeah, that I bet was a, it did. a proper bit of Americans not understanding the importance of that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, or if they even knew before they'd booked it in advance, you mm. know, who knows. But the, um, it was, uh, it's an astonishing place to see wrestling. It's, mm. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Really good room to do it. The, the, the crowd was astonishingly into it. But then you would be 
because everyone comes in pairs. It's either you and your wife or you and your friend, mm. you and your girlfriend, and that's a 150 quid plus booking fee. Yeah, I'd be into it for that. Oh, you, you <laughs> bloody better be, you know. <laughs> Jesus, imagine going, go ahead, not my cup of tea. You know, we're two matches in, there's 75 quid down. I've just, <laughs> I've just got you a, a bottle of Heineken that's 450. <laughs> you better enjoy what this. What were the wine options? Mark? <laughs> that's what I want to know. Um, Jerry the uh, King Lawler. Yes. He turns up, uh, and in, in, in Rest Hell, man, a ten, uh, and he and he delivers two gags with his boss. Yep, uh, and he's clearly uh, he's clearly worried, and because he's having to work with his boss, yep. like the big cheese, the yep. you know the only game in town, and he fucks two gags in rapid <sighs> succession. It's beautiful. It's a masterclass in that being first shit. one. <laughs> what I want to know is is that little Richard's real voice or is his under? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is, he didn't even sing that high, little Richard. Nope. So it, that, that gag was pre-written and he <laughs> fucked it absolutely fucked it I tell you what I mean Jerry Lawler with this thing he is feeling bulletproof at this point <laughs> right. because he's just had a hiatus from the WWF <laughs> because he's been charged with uh, the statutory rape of a 15 year old girl oh in 1993 super and he isn't fired and he yeah. he, he it takes on the case and it well is. he is the law <laughs> in many ways he um uh, he's always been a bit of a, a polarizing figure mm. because he in the attitude he's, was, he's accused very, of statutory rape <laughs> yes. i mean it is it is weird um uh, there's a very good sort of a, a summary of it done recently by Deadspin. They they actually applied mm. to get the papers from the case right. earlier this year, and they were given 228 pages of documents. Um, in them, Jerry Lawler sent the prosecutors a letter sort of saying, I feel if you did a background search on me, you'd find I've always tried to pe- treat people with respect, from the smallest of the wrestling fans to the mayors and senators, and I think they in turn would tell you my word is good. Good dropping there of the fact he knows mayors and senators. <laughs> Interesting. Um, <laughs> But he then talks about the victims. There were two of them. Uh, they were both underage. They were, I think, 15 and 14. Right. And they claimed that they he'd been in a hotel room with them yeah. and he, they, he had stripped naked and they had been very reluctant. Uh, he had put cartoons on and then ultimately the two of them had performed oral sex on him. Mm. He always denied this. Um, the, the, the charges ended up being dropped after one of the girls admitted that she fabricated some of her story. Mm. Um, there are also these affidavits from people who, who supported Lawler on this. One of them said that he talked to one of the girls at the wrestling uh, in Memphis and she had uh, said that she was going to sort of essentially blackmail him. Um, there are questions, obviously, about the w- wisdom of Jerry Lawler taking two underage girls into a hotel room, which is something that is not uh, uh, questioned. Yeah. What happened in there, uh, who knows? Uh, yeah. Why are you in a hotel room with two underage girls? I mean, I mean, uh, uh, this is, this, this, again, had this happened now, mm. and you can see with the case of Enzo Amore, who was uh, a wrestler who, who earlier this year was fired from the company because he was actually at the centre of an allegation of rape, mm. which was subsequently dropped, but right. he hadn't informed the company about his status. He was immediately fired. Mm. Now, Lawler, the um, the case itself, uh, he ended up pleading guilty to a uh, a charge of harassing a witness who was an unrelated woman 
within the case. Um, but the sex crime charges were both dismissed. I, you can tell in the way that I'm speaking, I'm looking at these words here <laughs> to try and make sure I exactly get this right. Uh, Deadspin say, as for the issue of whether or not the girls recanted their story, a retired Louisville detective, Mike Redmond, who worked the case, told Deadspin they never did. Instead, they refused to testify against Lawler, with the detective's interpretation of the decision being that the girl didn't want the king to get into trouble. Right. Um, one of Lawler's attorneys cited the girl's reluctance to testify as a factor in this deal being brought so the charges could be dismissed. Right. What this is, in legal terms, is this is an exoneration which I think when you look at the case has certain codicils. Yes. Now, it's always been one of those things with Jerry Lawler that slightly haunted him. Mm. As it fucking should. <laughs> <laughs> so when Lawler is fluffing jokes, he yeah. must be thinking, well, if he didn't get me rid of me for the, the last thing, I shouldn't think he'll get rid of me for botching this fucking joke. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a strange one. Um, yeah. I, I actually did a, a thing on the WrestleMe um, Twitter, yeah. just showing Donald Trump a, list, a list of dreadful worth of right. wrestlers yes. that he posed with. And uh, one of them was Jerry Lawler. Mm. And I actually thought to myself, this is the sort of thing that Lawler will retweet. And if he retweets it, then we can sort of go, ah, as liked by Jerry Lawler. <laughs> um, but uh, what happened was one of our listeners, whose name I don't have in front of me, right. who was very funny. <laughs> I, I, I said that like he wasn't. He was. Um, <laughs> I'd said something along the lines of 10 out of 10 for Donald and Jerry's teeth and tan trying to get Lawler involved. Mm. And they went, ah, oh, and also 10 out of 10 for failing to effectively <laughs> question uh, 10 out of 10 also for failing to effectively answer uh, numerous sexual impropriety <laughs> allegations. Zingo. Zingo. Um, you it, tried to lure him into <laughs> a, a room, the, let's the say. Sort of the the uh, internet chat room equivalent of a hotel room. Yes. Where I would uh, essentially strip naked. <laughs> let's not get further into this. <laughs> let's not get further into this. Uh, put simply, uh, men are dreadful in <laughs> In every walk of life, but it seems mainly in professional wrestling. Yeah. Hashtag kings of cunt. <laughs> you can actually use that, and that's fine. That's our next. Uh, that's next to she's been daughter uh, t-shirt idea. Uh, yeah, kings of cunt. I've got a new t-shirt idea that you're gonna love. Right. Okay. Yeah. There's a big t-shirt that you see quite a lot of the places now, which just says on it, um, "I'm a Paul Heyman guy." I'm a Paul Heyman guy. Who's yeah. Paul Heyman? So Paul Heyman is a manager of Brock Lesnar, and right. he also had uh, at some points, different points, Cesaro and uh, CM I like Cesaro. Punk. And so and there him. was a sense of he only took on guys who everybody liked. Yikes. So that thing, people had the t-shirt that said, "I'm a Paul Heyman guy." Okay, like your punk, like your Brock Lesnar, yeah. and everything. Now. <laughs> I'm ah oh man maybe I shouldn't say because maybe someone will steal this brilliant money making idea but it is the, the first t-shirt that I want us to do is um I am a Lord Alfred Hayes guy yay <laughs> with a picture of him on the back with his dick out <laughs> with his dick out chasing around uh, Roddy Roddy, Roddy. Roddy. I, mean, I worked on some t-shirt ideas <laughs> and I would say 85% of them are Lord Alfred Hayes based why why They're Again, I ask this question a lot. I come, I'm, I'm coming to wrestling late. Mm. Why isn't everybody just talking about Lord Alfred Hayes all the time? Because he's 
the thing I think about the most and the fact that he's not in it anymore yep. means that this will be the last episode of this podcast. <laughs> Do you know what the last episode of this podcast will be? This It will be... It'll be Jerry the Killer King Lola. <laughs> I've had a look, yes, it'll be this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I've actually had a look to it, find Were you out. missing the dead spin redaction? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I will, it will be us. I, I had a look at this. I, I, I found out where Alfred Hayes is buried. Right. <laughs> and what I want Exhume to do, that man. <laughs> Exhume the bones of Lord Alfred Hayes. <laughs> See if we can fucking work him like any better. <laughs> He's no worse at commentary, ladies and gentlemen. Man, oh God, wouldn't that be a brilliant end? Uh, but this this whole thing is two just men getting arrested exhuming for Lord <laughs> Alfred Hayes to make a working Alfred Hayes marionette. And our big our big excuse as to why we've done it is to say they never made a genuine official action figure of him. <laughs> Oh, we've got it now. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Oh, should well, that we, should that we, was a, uh, a bleak <laughs> section, wasn't it? Yeah, it Good. really was. Um, should we talk about the dark match? Uh, yes, let's do that. Yeah. Ooh. The Heavenly Bodies yep. versus the Bushwhackers. The Bushwhackers, I think, for the second time, have been involved in a, uh, d- uh, a dark match. Best because place for Unlike them. Unlikeable fish-obsessed yeah. horrors. One of, those, one of those acts, very popular with the mm. kids and everything, but, again, you don't want to see them wrestle. <laughs> no. Um, the Heavenly Bodies were a really, really good tag team. Okay. Again, in this period where everyone is is terrified of steroids, the smaller wrestlers are coming through. Mm. And the, the Heavenly Bodies were a, a guy called Dr. Tom Pritchard, who'd been around the scenes for uh, ten years or so, and he was uh, acclaimed as a wrestler, but he was small. Mm. I think he was well under six foot. Right. And he was teamed with a guy called uh, Jimmy Del Rey. Uh, his name is Gigolo. Jimmy Del Rey uh, and uh, he was called Gigolo not because he was a male escort or, or handsome he had a little pot belly and right. so when he moved it, it used to jiggle, jiggle. The <laughs> so jiggle. they called him Gigolo that's even though, good yeah it's really sweet yeah. um, but they were really really good they were two small guys they were fast and they were really really good wrestlers mm. they had some some really good matches with um, the Steiners I think at the next SummerSlam right. and they brought back uh, a classic 80s team called the Rock and Roll Express who then did some, some matches with the Heavenly Bodies but the yeah. Heavenly Bodies are really, really always worth watching. Mm. Jimmy Del Rey um, had a, a not much of a career really after this. He was an independent guy, but he did the thing that all classic wrestlers do, which is he died behind the wheel oh, no. of a truck. This time he was driving a truck and had a, a heart attack in, I think, 2014. Yeah. I think it was. You, so, rarely, you rarely die in charge of a truck. Yes, you yeah. usually get you usually don't get hit by one, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it meant he had a, a job as well, which is uh, nice. He finally got out of the business yeah. and then died. Well, Poor old te- Jimmy. That will teach Jimmy. Never yeah, mind, won't it? Um, <laughs> and then then we start it. We start it proper. Mm. What's interesting about this? They, they, they had the first time, I think, uh, where so last Royal Rumble. Leading up to WrestleMania 9, Yokozuna won and they gave him the title belt. Uh, the title shot, rather. So they've set up this thing now where the winner of the Royal Rumble in January gets to go to WrestleMania for the, the belt. Right. And they did it really well this year where they had Bret Hart and Lex Luger as the final two and they fall out of the ring at the same time they land. Okay. So it's who has won, yeah. how do we know? Right. And... Re, what they were going to do is they do a coin toss and if Luger wins, he gets to fight Yokozuna first. Mm. And if Bret Hart wins, he gets to fight Yokozuna in the first. Right. In the end, Bret Hart loses and faces Owen Hart. Had Lex Luger lost, he would have faced Crush, I think it was. Mm. And then they go on. So what, what happens here is we all thought 
that the WrestleMania 10 main event would end up being Lex Luger versus Bret Hart. Yes. That was a match you wanted to see. Yeah. The idea that Yokozuna would be able to wrestle two matches in one night when he is... The, I mean, he looks like Jabba the Hutt. Have you... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think it's made very clear, even in the back end of the first match, that he shouldn't be doing that, and <laughs> I wish he hadn't done that. Yeah. So <laughs> they have this thing where, where they both won the Royal Rumble, who is it? And what they notice is that when the referees say, no, Bret Hart's won it, the crowd really cheer. And when mm. they go, no, Lex has won it, the crowd don't cheer as much. Yeah. And so in that moment, they begin going, right, what's mm. happening here? Okay. They've spent eight months building up Lex Luger to be the next Hulk Hogan. Yes. And it's running out of steam. It's mm. just really not working. And, mm. and Bret Hart has been on a tear. He's getting better and better, better, you know, reactions. His matches are great. Mm. And you can see in Lex Luger's eyes in the whole of this that he knows his moment is passing and it's a killer. Mm. The other rumor is that he was going to be given the belt at the end. Right. Uh, and he apparently told a New York paper that he was going to be the champion. And as soon as they got wind of it, they just went, right, fuck you. And he never, ever became the WWF champion. This is like Matthew Letizia's brother. <laughs> is it? When yeah. Matt Letizia's brother told the newspaper that Matt Letizia was going to get his debut for England. Really? And he never got given it in the end because of that. Really? Isn't that mental, oh. though? Yeah, that is Why do you care? <laughs> let, us, let us damage the prospects of the <laughs> national team because someone's brother has got Lucy Lips. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I, I heard uh, that Lex Luger had too much high cup which <laughs> is a theme and a, um, a, a trope that's just... Everyone keeps talking or tweeting at us <laughs> about high cup <laughs> and I can't get enough of it and I want some. I saw someone talking about it online that they tried some, that they had some, <laughs> and it was old. And they were Old like, and they were like just, it's like, it's like ground up mushrooms or something weird. <laughs> sort of, you know, man, I'd like a big tub of that. There's a man, uh, there's a man online who uh, on YouTube who um, I featured on like a, a different podcast, but he basically his whole thing is eating old rations. Great. He just gets like he eats like Civil War rations, <laughs> really? hard tack, and he's like. It's like mothballs. He should he should actually go to my mum's house because he finds some stuff there that's... <laughs> let me tell you, from the fucking 80s. <laughs> right in the back of the cupboard. Oh, right at the front. I mean, yeah. the, the stuff at the back. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's... Uh, I was about to say, all the tins are sitting in, in rocking chairs. But I was thinking, I mean, that's just a mad image. That's a, that's a brilliant image. I'm I was, enjoying it immensely. Yeah, they're all in rocking chairs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, we get our first match. We're only yes. 46. Six minutes or so in, so we done quite well. Um, and it's Bret Hart versus his brother Owen Hart. Yeah, uh, uh, but this is, I mean, probably the greatest opening match of any pay per view in history. Oh, it was. It was they were so good. Yeah. Like it, again, I'm new to this, but it it starts f- fun, and yeah. they they're throwing each other around, and they're then so they're not counted as high flyers because they're really rolling around the gaff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, Owen was at the time a big high flyer, but mm. I think you know it's a time when high flying wasn't quite what it was. Mm. This is such a good piece of storytelling, and right. they come into this. Owen has always been an underachiever because of his size. They've mm. always sort of gone there. He's never going to be big. And Bret Hart really pushed for this. Bret Hart's got a lot of power at this time, and he says, you know, let's, you know, funnily enough, I mean, Vince McMahon, when when they first suggest doing this brother versus brother, um, Vince had picked a different Hart brother for to be right. in the Owen role, which ah. was Bruce Hart, who was a, an older brother, a guy who who never really sort of achieved anything like the the other these two younger brothers. Mm. And Owen is so good 
in this. He plays this this brother who is being sort of held down by his older brother, mm. who is furious he's not getting his chance to shine. And this match is fantastic. Yeah, there are some moves in there. He hits at one point a jumping tombstone, which is just so it's so out of nowhere. You just don't expect mm. huge moves like that, mm. and they work together as as you'd expect for people who have probably been uh, certainly in Owen's case wrestling Bret Hart all his life. Yeah, it is just a thing of beauty, and it's uh, and it gets given the space it needs. Twenty minutes. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a long old match, but it doesn't feel like it. it whips it, it whips across. What's funny is that because they knew they were having this WrestleMania match, they <laughs> they wanted it to be because obviously it's the family thing as well, and they're going mm. this is Owen's big moment. Yeah, they wanted it to be spectacularly good. They originally based it on the Macho Man Randy Savage and Ricky Steamboat right. uh, match at WrestleMania yeah. three. So they'd done a match that had loads and loads of really close pinfalls and kickouts mm. at the last minute, and they tried it in the house show circuit in the yeah. months running up and they'd found that everybody was cheering Owen because mm. he was the underdog and yeah. they were beginning to get into it so they worked out a different type of match where there aren't many close falls um, the person who actually sort of really laid it out was Bret Hart and Owen Hart's dad Stu Hart who was an old right. wrestler and it's just a really really exciting the crowd are so invested in it yeah. there's a couple of weird little bits as well there. so Owen at one point gets Bret Hart's finishing move the sharpshooter on him mm. and Bret Hart Stop banging the mat mm. and nowadays that's tapping out yeah but tapping out didn't really become a thing you did until after UFC had become big right. because that was the way they submitted in the old days you used to have to go I quit I quit <laughs> so a heart tapping out in that thing and it just carrying on it's a weird thing in retrospect <laughs> there's only one thing about the match that ruins it is it when um his glasses get torn up <laughs> no. but at the start or when they put the specs on the little kid and the specs are too big for the kid no. that ruined it for me it's the bit right at the end <laughs> so when Owen wins he oh. stands up and he's got a little white fleck of yeah, spit on the spit. side. It, it looks like a bit of egg. He's getting <laughs> he's, he's getting interviewed in oh. the backstage area. Like the, the he, if you ever sort of walk through the O2 or anywhere like um, off the beaten track, like a, yeah. like a white concrete <laughs> corridor with the, pictures of uh, basketball players all up the, and down. This it. WrestleMania and, is obsessed with those shitty backstage areas, <laughs> isn't it? I don't understand. You, go, you keep going back there every time. It's horrible. Stop taking me back there. And he's got like, a <laughs> <laughs> like a certain announcer. We oh, know, uh, like so that the uh, yeah, and he's got a little bit of yeah, white egg fleck, just oh, fleck of like it's almost it's almost it's almost bad enough to sort of go. You know, when we talk about this quite a lot, where yeah. why am the WWE Network just you know blurred it out? Uh, yeah, like. They could spend a hundred thousand, and it would be worth it <laughs> on this getting is... CGIing that. If you can get rid of Superman's moustache, you can get rid of a bit of white I, egg. I have a look at that, and I think you know that is Owen Hart's greatest moment. It's the best moment <laughs> in his wrestling career, and he must have always looked back at it afterwards and gone, oh, "It looks like egg." <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I've really wanted some egg in between winning the match well, and doing the I interview. I went back to do the interview. Why didn't they go, oh, you've got to wipe that off, mate? Well, he keeps looking off camera, mm. and I keep thinking that someone's going, ah, 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 get rid, get rid. And there's, there's uh, a part of me, I bet Vince McMahon just looked at that and just went, you see, I told this you. This is exactly why we should have got the older brother. We should have had Bruce Hart. Bruce Hart Bruce would Hart not have had egg on his mouth. Wouldn't have an eggy mouth. I just want one thing, and that's for my super villain characters not to have 
eggy mouth. <laughs> oh, you've got to want it, the egg. Um, right, egg cobra. Once again, we've got to the end of a show, which is featuring one match. But I, I think it's been a pleasant meandering, I'd say. Yeah. Um, mm. We're in a studio that we don't usually use, and the, and the sound isn't great. So what I'm going to do is, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to try and find a better studio to do this in, because uh, I sound like I've got egg in my mouth. <laughs> egg all over my mouth. Uh, but if you'd like to get in touch with the show, as always, uh, we live for your correspondence. Uh, it's uh, at WrestleMePod on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, you can also get in touch via the uh, emails as well, which is uh, show at WrestleMePod.com. Yeah, and just 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 a quick thing. Uh, I noticed the other day, for some reason, our reviews on iTunes just shot up right. insanely. Okay. And we're really annoyingly close to 200 five-star reviews. Yes. So let me just, just say, if you haven't given a five-star review and you fancy doing it, I, again, if you haven't given a, a four or a three-star review, don't yeah. bother. Mm. But if you haven't given a five-star <laughs> review and you fancy doing it, hey, then we'd be totally okay with that. If if Jerry the King Laurel's um, uh, solicitors are listening, uh, legal team are listening, feel free. <laughs> Look, if you're going to fuck us over, <laughs> just leave us some, just, just let us go out yeah. well. All, all I'm saying is, to those lawyers, is that the hill you want to die on, is it? <laughs> that the thing you want to do? Is it- that the hotel room you want? Let's get out of it. Um, <laughs> it's been fun. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, more from uh, WrestleMania 10. WrestleMe, Mark. WrestleMe, Pete. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.